Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Disruption Blueprint was previously known as War Room Huddle. Please continue to enjoy this content as you build your practice for the future. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lance, for joining us today in War Room Huddle. We are so glad to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. We're we're excited. Your first trip to Birmingham from Kansas, right? Been through here a few times, but never stopped. So I'm excited about it, and we're loving it. Well, well, good deal. It's uh, there's nothing more fun for us than a day when we get to spend with our advisors, and we've obviously carved out a lot of time to talk about your strategy for growth in the future and succession planning and building your business. And, you know, for, for us, it's, uh, it's Christmas. You know, we're, we're going through this transition. It's been quite a process, but it's given us a little insight of now, where do we go now? Uh, What's the next step? And, and we're excited about that. So it's, it's putting the pieces together and seeing where we end up. So we're excited. Exactly. So what I'd love to start with, you've obviously had, a tremendous career as a financial advisor and been in the business for a long time. So just, you know, tee us up, tell us about how you started your practice and how long you've been doing this and, you know, what, what got you to this, this moment today? Um, My goodness, it's been a little over 32 years and my, my first four or five years, I, I had a secondary job. I was working a night shift and I promised myself when I made enough money doing this as a living, I can quit my night shift job. And so I was working in a battery plant and it took me a couple of years, about three years in, I thought, I think I can do this. So I told my wife and she says, if you're ready, let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) And uh, went after it full time. And she actually worked for me for a couple of years and very helpful getting the business started. So she's been involved with me in the early years. And, and uh, so I guess the, the first part of my career was um, what I learned most important was hire good people and surround yourself with good people. And, um, I've done that. I, my, one of my first major hires, uh, lady's been with me now about 22, 23 years. And she takes the business very seriously. She, she puts her heart into it. And so every time I've, I've made a hire, it's, it's, I've been fortunate that it, it, it's been easy for me to, to bring them on board. I, I don't have to sell them on the process. What's what we're doing is important. Um, and, and bringing on the team members that I've lately with two son-in-laws that that's been very important to me. And, and it, it's, it's helped my drive in the business as far as I want to be successful, but I, I want to leave a successful business to them too. And uh, so that, that's been fun to do. I want to touch on two things. The first is, you know, we have a lot of conversations with young advisors wanting to break into the business. And there is this like, oh, it used to be easier because you could come in and sell commissionable product or, right. you know, <clears throat> it, it, now you really have to build up this advisory business. And and I was having this conversation just this past uh, last week with a, a young advisor about how hard it is. And I, I just want you to spend a few minutes because you started by saying, 
you got into this business working two jobs. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and back then it was your, your, your livelihood in this business was 100% commission and it didn't afford you the, the ability to be lazy. You had to really get after it. You had to make constant calls and just, th there was nothing where you can sit back and just say, well, I'll just let the trails happen and, and live off that. It taught you had to get after it. And, um, uh, so a lot of things have changed since the early, early years. And, um, I remember when they rolled out 12 B1s, I thought, well, this is interesting. What's this going to look like as, as we get down the road in the business? And, and now we're, we've switched the business to the advisory side. And, and, uh, uh as far as running the business, looking at the future of it, I'm excited about that part. And what would be your advice to some a young advisor getting into the business, knowing, you know, recognizing that it has shifted more toward advisory? Like if this is really their passion and they know they want to be advise, an advisor, but they also recognize that they have to cross that, you know, $10 million is kind of right. minimum starvation level, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, what's your advice to that? I mean, you obviously were willing to do whatever it was going to take. And I did. I, I, I went in at 11 o'clock at night, got off at 730 in the morning, slept for a couple hours, then got after it. And uh, I had a great, uh, again, I, I give my wife a lot of credit for that. She she kept me rolling. Um, as, as a young person coming in, I, it's hard to relate in today's world the way business is done. But if they had a chance to team up with a good team, um, I would encourage that process. You know, don't, don't, don't think you have to go out and create it all on your own. Just look for a good team to team up with. But as far as as far as building a practice on the advisory side, there's nothing easy out there. But man, the rewards are just amazing. If if you're willing to put the time in and the effort in, yeah, you're going to starve for a few years. And if you have to do something, figure it out. But it, it's doable. You've got to have the drive and you've got to have the passion to do this. And and one thing I learned early in my career, I um. I love to hear people's stories, and the stories were in the financial planning process. It, it brought out the ability to see passion in, in your clients, understand what was important to them, and, and they would come in years later, and they're sharing, hey, my first kid's off to college, and we paid for it, yeah. or, or we had a death in the family, but we're going to be okay. Those are stories that make the, the, the career fun and it makes it rewarding, So, and there's, there's hundreds of those. And the further, further you get into your career, the more of those stories you see. And we talk about how, how do you survive in this business? How do you grow this business? The more of those stories you're able to relate to, the more of those children are going to hear mom and dad talking about it. And they're going to say, this is the guy that helped me get there. And this is the guy who took the time to tell us to make sure we did this and got a will and put money away for your schooling. And, and he was not telling us what we always wanted to hear but he told us what we needed to hear. And, and so those are the things I think drive your passion in this business. It's, it's hard at the early years, but my goodness, it's rewarding as you get into your career. One of the things Bobby and I always say back and forth <clears throat> to each other is if it was easy, everybody would do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And it really is that simple. Like there are yeah. just times you got to put your shoulder to the wheel and yep. do what you have to do to, to make your dreams come true. That's it. If, if you have the passion and, 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 Understanding this business, my early years, I really didn't know what I was getting into. I, I didn't know the, I didn't know what the potential was, but just, just getting after it, and every year seeing that the potential, it's it's been fun. But again, for me, the rewards are the relationships we built, and um, 
and just hearing the different stories. That's so you just recently turned 60. We're a decade apart. You know, I just yeah, recently yeah. turned right. 50. So we're, yeah. you know, critical moments in our lives, milestones. Talk to us about like your thoughts. You're as, as energized now as you've ever been about the business. What do you see on the horizon of being in the wealth management industry that has you so excited about, you know, continuing down and, and continuing to work? You know, just... I was, I was thinking about that as far as the uh, the technology we're dealing with today that we didn't have. I, I remember my first four or five years, you didn't even have a computer on your desk. Right, right. Every, everything was done with a piece you of paper. <laughs> yeah, you, you do it on a piece of paper and you'd send it in somewhere. Someone there had a computer. They'd do a financial plan and mail it back to you. And you look at the technology today to be able to get interactive with the client doing a financial plan. And they can they can pull it up at home and look at what you've been working on and and the feedback is is what's making the the process fun again. Uh, you, you can go through a little burnout. Um, you can get tired in this business, but I think where we're at with with RFG and the technology they put on the table, it's given us the ability to uh, to engage in a conversation a little different than we have in the past. And um, I, th- I'm excited about that. It's yeah, I'm 60, but I don't care. Right. I, I'm ready to roll. You're just, just getting started. Keep it, keep it cranking. So, <laughs> well, you're one of the um, one of the few, statistically speaking, who have been really intentional about thinking about your financial succession plan for the business that you've built. You've spent your life's work in in building the Billings Group, and you know the statistics continue to bear out. Only 15 percent of financial advisors have a succession plan. Average age of a financial advisor is about 64 years old. Uh, you've been incredibly fortunate that your two son-in-laws have right. joined your practice. Talk about that. Talk about the, you know, cause that's not a no brainer. I mean, you start to mix family and business and it gets complicated. So talk about bringing your two son-in-laws and the decision to do that. And then I want to spend some time on, on succession planning. You know, um, hiring, my, my Josh, my first son-in-law, he's been with me 11 years. Uh, he, he came to me, he didn't have any idea what financial planning was, but, but the, I saw the ability in him and he, he's just, uh, both of these guys have, have so much talent, but the fact that they were willing to work as a team and, and come in and focus on what our objective were, what our goals are, um, it's not an easy thing to do it, hiring anyone um, let alone a son-in-law, but we've, we've been successful of focusing on business, but we always have time for the personal side. Um, you know, there, there's not, there's never been a business that I'm going to put in front of my family. Uh, so I always have my faith, my family, and and then my business. And, um, I'm not going to change from that, but we have the ability to talk personally if we have to. Uh, but, we spend our time. We we're goal orientated as as a team. I want the Your competitors. We're, we're competitors. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're driven. Um, and 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 what's unique about having two son-in-laws? Um, you get to hear their what's going on in their lives, and because I want to I want to know how my families are doing, and my daughters are doing, and and the grandchildren, and and uh, I look at that as a privilege to be able to work with these two guys. Um, and I, I hope I can teach them. And it, it makes me feel good, even after they've both been here 11 and almost six years, 
they still come and ask questions once in a while. Or can you sit in on this and give us your thought on this and your input? And, and so that for me, that's, I enjoy that because it, I've looked how far they've gone and how they've matured in the business. Um, they're, it's, it's a process, but yeah, it, it's been fun. Well, and I think it's such a unique perspective because the decision to be intentional about succession planning really requires, you know, a couple different things and they're all very emotional. One is this idea of mortality that we're not all going to live together, that we have to be thinking about, you know, which is ironic because we're in the business of financial planning right. and multi-generational wealth preservation and and protection, but it does require you to have, you know, those those, you know, long looks in the mirror and and think about some things that you might want to avoid. It also requires the the kind of openness of your mindset that they're going to do things their own way. They're yeah. not going to be like mini Lance coffee cats. Right. They're going right. to have their own fingerprint on on the business. Yeah, you know that at, when I first hired them, I, I'm you know your thought is are these guys going to be able to do this? And as they've learned what we do and they've they've built their personal skill sets, they both have their their really their niche where they have just unbelievable talent. The hard thing for me, or maybe the, what I had to learn for me personally, was get out of the way, <laughs> and and let these guys focus on what they're good at and enjoy what they're good at. Um, as a team, it's even me asking their opinion on things, and giving them the the ability to to, to just run. Um, I don't want to be in their way. I want to let them run as far and fast as they want to run. Um, and I, I've learned to just if they come to me. For advice, I'm going to give it. I'm never going to walk into their office and, and and give them advice without them asking first, unless I see something crazy. Yeah. But but uh, and so I'm I'm giving them room to grow and and grow in their style and and the methods that they're comfortable with, not my methods or my comfort range. Here here's what you're good at. Go go run with go, it. Go go yeah. do it. Yeah. How has it changed in terms of <clears throat> your clients' level of just confidence in working with the Billings Group, having a very clear idea of what that succession plan looks like? Yeah, you know, it's, you get a question all the time of, uh, so we've been with you for 10, 20 years. What happens when you're gone or right. if you're not here tomorrow? And and so I've, I've made a practice with both these guys to have them sit in on meetings. We do a lot of joint meetings. And I make sure the client understands why they're in that meeting is, one, I want them to be as acquainted with you as I am. If I'm gone tomorrow, sick, uh, whatever, death, I want you to know that someone's going to step into my place and you're not going to have any interruptions. They're going to know your story. They're going to know what's important about you. And if, if we know those things, it, it's going to be a personal relationship. And so... The hard part for me is backing off from those relationships. When I see Josh or Nathan taking the lead on the relationship, yeah. it's now that the client will come in and sit in their office and I'll go in and sit in the side chair. Right. And, and that, that's been quite a, a process for me, but I'm also very proud that, that these guys are, are doing what they do. I, I can sit back and listen to them and I'm, I'm impressed with the, the skill sets I see. So uh, for me, that's rewarding. Well, and you're clearly doing a great job of showcasing the opportunity 
available in financial planning because your daughter also works with you in the practice. And then your youngest daughter, who just graduated from high school, is exploring some collegiate level courses and CFP level courses. Yes, she's starting here in about a month um, and she's asking me questions. Um, And so I'm excited to see how she does and just as, as she gets more exposed to what we do, um, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And, uh, yeah, so with my oldest daughter involved in the business, and um, she's not married to either one of the Josh or Nathan, so I have, I have five daughters. So um, <laughs> The man has patience. Yes, <laughs> without a doubt. But it, I'm excited to see how both of them, what they can do with their careers, um, I guess that that's part of the drive I have. I've always wanted to make sure my my wife and I are fine, but I want to make sure my my children have the opportunity to succeed. I know it's not my responsibility, but if I can help make that and be part of that, I'm excited about that. That drives me. So. Well, you know, when I, when you first asked me about like you know, what kind of programs are there for young people yeah. in the industry, I was like, let me get on my soapbox. Right. By the year 2030, yeah. 67% of wealth will be controlled by women. And we only have right now 14% of financial advisors are women. And that number is not going up. Yeah. So yeah. there is so much opportunity. You knocked it out of the park. I, I, we got a hold of you. I think my wife sent you an email. I sent an email to you. I didn't know she was doing it. And, but we were both really impressed with how, how quick you got back and, and a very detailed list and, and, uh, and we were ex- we're both excited to see what this young lady can do. She's she's we adopted her when she was eighteen, and we're so proud of her. And and uh, so it'll be fun to see what what she does in the future. Absolutely, and I'll tell you that's one thing I'll jump on all day long is how can I help more women get yeah. into get into our business. I loved getting that email. Are you an advisor looking to make the move to independence? RFG Advisory is an innovator in the wealth management industry with a winning culture and a fully integrated tech platform designed to help advisors take their practice to the next level. Let us get to know you at rfgadvisory.com. All right, let's shift gears and talk about becoming fully independent because you obviously spent the bulk of your career at Waddell and Reed. Yeah. Your affiliation with RFG is new and being fully independent is new. It, it is. And I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure how to answer that question because I've been in an environment and I'm that where it feels like everything was orchestrated and here's the parameters that you have to operate in. Um, and so I'm just really getting used to this independent status. Uh, what's it mean? Um, I'm, I'm feeling very comfortable with it, but I'm truly not sure yet what, what it's going to look like six months from now or a year from now. Um, but I am seeing just with not only myself, but with Josh and with Nathan, the, the excitement that we're, we're making decisions that are going to impact us. And, and no one's out there dictating the steps we have to take um, or how many we can take and, and what direction it has to be. And so we're really f- feeling that this is, this is the introduction to independence, and um, I'm, I'm liking what we're, we're experiencing. Well, and what's exciting and, you know, what we've been talking about today is that in the context of independence, you get to really start thinking about your practice as a business 
I mean, you've always thought of it as a business, but now you have control over all of the levers of that business, how to maximize the highest utility of everybody's time, how to structure a succession plan. What does ownership look like in the business? Like, how do you drive and create future enterprise value? You know, that that's probably one of the, over the last six months, as we've gone through this transition, one of the things that has brought more stress on me is understanding now, what do I do? Yes, because I am 60. Um, what's this look like when I'm ready to step down yeah. and, and the ownership of the business? Um, one thing I, I have no problem with, with this is, you know, giving some uh, reward for their effort Um changing the ownership, how, how much percentage and how fast over time. I'm excited about the capacity to do that. It, it's, it's not a pride thing for me. It's scary to know that someday I will be retired. Um, but I, I, I know I have the ability to do that at my pace. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to see how things progress over the next few years. Well, what I think is going to be so exciting is that you guys all run so hard. You're, you're all self-admitted workaholics yeah. um, that what what you're going to find as we go through this journey is that when you have time to be able to take those vacations and unplug from the business, it gives you longevity. Yeah. You're not going to have to get to that point where oh, I've got to retire so that I can free up time. Instead, you're going to find the time and still be able to, 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 to be actively engaged as an advisor in, in running and growing and building the billings group. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, we're all three guilty of that. It's taking the time to get away, re- regenerate our batteries and, uh, and more importantly, taking time with our families. And um, I think if we keep those, those in the right order, um, we're still going to enjoy doing business. And if you get them out of order, you get the risk of burnout. And, yeah. and, um, and that I'm guilty of that. It's, it's, uh, so after this transition of six months, um, I'm ready for that a week off or just take some time and breathe again. Go so fishing, yeah, fishing and just get out and have a good time. And even just getting on the tractor, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. So yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, you hear that so often from advisors of like, I can't unplug. I'm just, you know, I can't relax. Why do you think that is? I think sometimes me personally, you get involved, you, you fall into the trap of, of watching the market every day and, oh, the market's up, the market's down. And, and how's that going to affect my clients? And then, then if you realize we've been working on this plan and it's not based on what the market does day to day. And, and you got to get out of that trap of thinking every day you've got to be there in just in case that client might call and they're worried about something. If you've done your planning, right. If you've, if you put the, the pieces in the right order, you're not, you're not running a financial plan based on one day's environment. Um, and I, I guess for me, it's learning not to fall into that trap. Even after 32 years, I try not to even look at the market during the day. It's because that's, it's just a nuisance to see what's going on. Clients will call and say, are you worried about what? Yeah. And, and that's what I have to make myself do every day is just not look and remind the client that who cares what it's doing today? How's that going to affect you and your plan? And has things changed in your life that we need to be talking and, and focus on those things. And that way I can make myself get away and 
relax a little more. One of the other big changes that you all made in going independent is is really partnering with Bluemont for investment management. So you were in the trench managing all your client portfolios, researching mutual funds, ETFs, like doing all of that. We talk all the time about the highest and best use of an advisor's time is engaging in that relationship with clients and and prospects. So how did you get to that point where you were willing to not define yourself as an asset manager, but instead you're a financial life coach, a financial coach, like you're going to partner with an expert to help in the investment management piece? You know, for me personally, that was almost a pride issue thinking, man, our portfolio's done pretty well. And we've done an okay job, but then I had to evaluate how many hours a quarter we were spending building portfolios and adjusting those portfolios and not seeing clients. And so Bluemont, we're, we're just under hundred million with, over, with Bluemont right now. And our goal is just to keep, keep going in that direction. We're, we're enjoying the process of sitting back and not having to think about building a portfolio and go back to being financial advisors, help let the client define to us what the risk tolerance is and, and use the tools that are already there for us. And so, yeah, at first it was tough for me to make that move, but over the last six months, we haven't had to have a meeting and sit and hash out which funds we like and, and tons of phone calls. Um, it has freed up a lot of hours for not only myself, but Josh and Nathan were, and I, I, where we can go back to doing the planning, but I see the stress off of their faces too. What if we chose the wrong fund or why did we choose this fund and how do we justify what we chose? And we're not having that conversation. And so right now it's, it's going back to what's, what's on the client's mind and what do we have to do to get from point A to point B? It's a, it's a really powerful, I think, assessment on highest and best use of time because that's yeah. what your clients want from you. Yeah. They want that like full engagement on their life. Yeah. They, they want to know you're available Yeah, and uh, that you're not tied up doing things that, that are taken away from what they they're asking for. So it's, it's uh, yeah, that's one thing I, I do. I, and again, you fall into the trap. Do I always have to be there? But if I have the right team in place, right. I can, I can know that these guys are going to tell the client exactly what I'm going to say, because we're all, we're all, wired the same, I think, as far as what our objective and our goals are. But uh, with the investment team with Bluemont working for us and what we're doing with the RFG team, we're, we're excited. We're, we're looking forward to the next five, 10 years. Us too. Talk to me about Salina. It's a really special place. You're obviously yeah. from there. Uh, you grew up there. Just talk about what it means from a just from your legacy, from a responsibility perspective for building your business, raising your family in, in your hometown. Yeah. Born and raised there. Um, yeah, it, it's, you build your friendships there. It, it's been a fun place to, to grow a business. Um, you know, I've shared my, my father has his tax business. He's 86, still doing taxes. He and my brother run that business together. And it, it's fun to, to see our clients that we work with, a lot of those do their taxes over there and, and, or we'll send them over there to get their taxes done or vice versa. But the city itself, you know, it, it's a 50,000 uh, population community and it's just the whole environment of, of that part of the state. 
um, uh, it's not so big that you can't go out there and feel like you belong in the community um, or you can have an impact in your community if it's through a charitable or through your church or whatever your, your goals are. But um, it, it's been a good place for me to raise my children. Um, and so we, we enjoy it. It's, it's a beautiful town. We it really is. It is. loved um, love seeing it. You know, one of the things that has been so strongly communicated as you were telling us a story about Billings Group and as we were building and thinking about your branding and marketing is your investment in the community and, and your faith. How does that all like, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is our industry tends to want to put the stuff that's most important to advisors in a box yeah. and separate it out from the business. But one of the things that has made you so successful, and not just from a financial perspective, but looking back on your career and really thinking like the success I've had is because of the lives I've impacted. So, you know, talk about how you've woven in the community, your love of your hometown, your faith into building your your business. I, yeah, for me, that it's that's a pretty personal question. It's I've I've put my faith first. And just working in the church since I've been in high school, teaching kids, high school, junior high. And my first class I taught was kindergartners, you know, and it's just, but I'm passionate about that. Um, I, I think for me, if, if you put your priorities in the right order, uh, it's, it's always been put my faith first and, and, and walk that walk. And, and if I do that right, it'll help me be a better husband, better father, uh, none of us are perfect, but I, I want those things to have priority in my life. And Solana has given me the ability to do that. And if I, if I have everything in the right order, my business will be third. And I've always noticed in my life when I put my business first, things get out of whack a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and so if I keep them in the right priority, things seem to be better in my life, better in my business. And, and that's, that's, and, and in my personal life. So that's the challenge for me is making sure all those stay in the right order. Well, you're doing a great job of it so far. All right. So I got one last question for you, Lance. And this is um, one of the things I love. And it came from our meeting earlier. You said, you know, I want to be number one yeah. in the state of Kansas. And then you look at the map and you see the four corners about how much growth really is ahead of you. Did you ever think when you would look back, you know, 32 years ago, turning 60 and feel like you're really almost at the beginning <laughs> of what is, I believe, going to be the most kind of exciting and most, most growth-oriented chapter of, of your professional career? I, I really do. Looking at the next 10, 15 years, not just for me, but for our team, think, We've opened, there's some doors open that I haven't felt have been opened. I am very, very competitive. I, 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 like, to, I like to do business, but I like, I like to put challenges ahead of myself. I'm goal-orientated, um, and I've got two guys on my team that are, are wired like that. If, if, if we can challenge each other, just set the, the stage out there, we're going to go after it. Um, but just looking at, our, our state that we're in and the surrounding states, um, we see a lot of opportunity there. 
and uh, we're willing, wanting to go after it and have fun doing it. And as long as we do it right and keep our priorities straight, I think we'll we'll enjoy the ride getting there. So we're going to have a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we really appreciate you coming in, Lance. It was fantastic to sit Thanks down with you us. in the war room. Yeah. And uh, we'll do it again. We will. Yeah, this is good. We're enjoying it. It's fun. It's good. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.